my neighbor texted me last week, Ernie, can you do us a huge favor? Can you drive us and two friends of ours up to the top of the mountain? Sure. We're worried that the load will be too much for the mule. I don't want to see your mule busted from being overloaded, he writes. I answered, well, it depends on the sizes of your guests. Approximate weight? Yeah, fairly fit, not large by any means. As far as cramming them in and comfort, not an issue. Okay, no problem. We'll do it. This is going to blow their Southern California minds, he wrote. So they come by this morning. It's a beautiful day, 85 degrees, sun shining, some clouds, light breeze. So this mule has a bench seat up front and the back has a bed like a pickup. And I have a back seat from an old Jeep that I put in there and I strap it in. So the two women sat on the front seat with me and the two men get in back. So off we go up Manny's Mountain. The road is pretty treacherous. He's had the mountain logged and uh, these loggers going in and out just made a mess of all the roads and, well, pretty much a mess of a lot of things. But we're in four-wheel drive, low gear, and we drive up and we make our way. I'm not flying by any means. Now, the folks from Long Beach love it. I keep hearing saying, oh, this is beautiful. I love this. I love this. And we ride through a herd of cows and a couple of bulls, which impresses them terribly. Will they attack us? They're out and they're walking around. I doubt it. So we stop on the way up to drink out of a spring, which comes right out of the side of the mountain. I have a cup, metal cup in my my mule, and uh, they take a good drink out of it. The light is beautiful. It comes in sideways through the leaves. And we talk about my goats and my soap. And I tell them some stories. And they tell me they'd love to see the goats, the goat barn, and the pasture. So we stop for a while on top of the mountain. And then we drive down. And we keep going over to see Mama and Razzie. Now, before we go further, I want to thank Anashira for making this podcast possible. Fall is right around the corner. The leaves are turning on my grapevines and are falling off. The nights are getting a little bit cooler. You know how fine it feels to come in on a cool evening and jump into a warm shower? Oh, it feels great. I hope you have some great soap there to lather up with. If you don't, go to anashira.com and buy yourself a pre-fall treat. Use discount code STORIES15. That's STORIES15. Get your 15% discount. Now, let me give you an update on these goats, Mama and Razmataz, since you haven't heard from them in about two months. Hello, you people. This is Ernie Johnson, founder of Anashira. So I drive my two neighbors and their two Californian friends to the goat barn. Before we get there, I prep them a little bit. Have you guys seen the movie E.T.? Yes, we have. Well, you look at Razzie, straight on, 
and she looks like E.T. Mmm. You guys remember the Star Wars movies? Yeah, we do. Well, you look at Mama straight on, close to her face. Well, she is Yoda, especially the ears. If she could speak English, she'd sound like Yoda, too. Well, we get there, walk up, and they see it's true. They're movie goats. Now, these goats don't have to wander far or work very hard to get fed. I go down there every morning, and I milk Mama. I feed each of them a generous portion of something called goat sweet feed. It has various grains and molasses in it, and they love that molasses. So I mix that with some whole corn, not too much. You know, if you feed a goat too much, a goat will keep eating, keep eating, even though it, it's full, it'll keep eating until it founders. And that means it just starts, a food passes right through and comes out the other side, and it'll kill them. It'll kill other animals, too. So don't feed them too much. Got to have the right amount. And I put mamas in a bowl in the manger that's in the front of her milking stand, right behind the stanchion. And I open the gate, and she runs into the milking parlor, jumps up on the stand, puts her head through the stanchion, and she starts chowing down. And I go to their part of the barn and give Razzie her breakfast in a pan on her trough. And then I go back through and I shut the gate. Well, I didn't tell you. Then when I get there, they're both waiting for me. Very happy. I know they're there because I can hear their bells. I got each of them a new leather collar and uh, a brass Swiss goat bell. A little bit different, each one. That sound is very bright, very clean. It reminds me of goats walking around in the Alps. So, Mama's on the stand. I shut the stanchion, I lock it, because otherwise when she finishes eating, she's out of there looking for more food. So first thing I do, I wash her udder. Before I milk her, I use warm water. I wash all over it, and then I get some Fields of Provence soap. I took a bar down there, and uh, I wash her off good with that soap, and I rinse it all off. I dry her off, and then I spray my own sanitizing agent on her teats. I make it out of a little bit of my soap, some water from the spring, which comes out of this mountain. And I put some essence of lavender and some essence of tree tea. Measure it all carefully, shake it up. Smells good. Keeps her clean. And I dry her off one more time. And then I squirt a bit of milk from each side just to make sure there are no obstructions, that uh, no infection is in there because you would see it. Get the bucket, and I milk. And uh, it takes about 10 minutes, maybe less. I'm in no big hurry. You know, by the time I start to milk her, she's already finished eating. Man, that goat can eat fast. Now, I'm milking, and she's standing there patiently, chewing her cud, chewing her cud, and we both talk. Well, mostly me. Hey, how you doing, Mama? Eat any new grass lately? Find any good briars up on the mountain? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. I'm doing really well, Mama. So I finish milking. I get up. I pour the milk into the milk can. I rinse off the milking stand. I spray some antibacterial agent on her again. 
keep her healthy. Oh, almost forgot. I always say to mama, hey, mama, thanks for the milk. Appreciate the milk, mama. Thank you. And then I say the words that these goats love to hear. Are you guys ready for a snack? Because goats are always ready to eat something. So I always take something to them, which can be apples, sweet potatoes, celery, green leaves from cauliflower. I take banana peels, slices of bread, or their favorite, carrot sticks. And they like carrot sticks. I have my right pocket filled with these snacks, and I pull out two pieces at a time for them, one for each. Now, if mama feels like she's getting a smaller piece or less than Razzie, she'll butter. So I carefully act like mama is always getting the most. Now, I, I know I told you some time ago in that last episode that mama had stopped picking on Razzie and they were at peace. Well, I was slightly optimistic. It's the go dinner, as Clifton Buckner says. Mama always reminds any other goats around her that she's the boss. So when they're done, I tell them, it's all gone. No more. Look, and I show them my hands. And uh, they look at me, they sniff my hands, and uh, they, they nibble on my fingers with their lips. They don't bite, although I think they'd like to take a chomp on me. They sniff at my pockets, they sniff at my shirt. And I'll stand there every day for maybe five minutes at their door. And they stand next to me and we look out at their pasture and the smoky mountains in the distance. And I'm scratching them, I'm rubbing them. And boy, they do enjoy having their necks scratched and their backs scratched. And they seem to love my company. And Razzie will walk around behind me and pick at my back pocket with her mouth and she thinks there's something back there hidden, and she chews on my T-shirt. She'll nibble on whatever she can get her lips on. Well, see you goats later, I say. I may be back this afternoon. Go out and eat some grass. Go out and eat something green. Eat some briars. Take advantage of the summer. It's almost over. So I walk out. So I leave the building. I go get in the mule. And they're running down alongside me, walking, running through their pasture. They're jumping around. They're bounding like deer in there, both of them together. Now, there's several old, tall lilac bushes on the fence outside of their pasture, hanging over. They love those leaves. They've cleaned off every leaf within reach. They'll reach above and below that hot electric wire. They act like uh, they don't even feel it. So. I'll call to them as we're leaving. Hey, Mama. Hey, Razzie. Uh, 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 they'll say. Now, there are a couple of large walnut trees in their pasture. They've cleaned off every leaf that they can reach. They love those leaves, too. Mama will stand on her hind legs, put her front legs on a branch on the top, eat everything she can get off of those trees. And they're calling out as I drive off. Uh, uh, and I know they're saying, come over, have a walk with us. We'll show you the best paths up this mountain. Or how about a few more scratches on my neck? Or uh, 
You sure you don't have any more carrots in that pocket? And that's every day, seven days a week, every day a good day. So it's almost September. The weather is cooling off a little bit, and these goats will come into heat soon, or as Clifton says, come into season. And my big decision will be, do I breed them both or just Razzie? I really need to breed both of them to keep the milk flowing. And if I breed them, which buck will I use? Billy? You folks know how I feel about that Billy. But his offspring have been really healthy and really good looking. So I may have to bring that Billy goat down and put him with him for a while. And if they have babies, what do I do with them? There's nothing more fun to watch than a couple of baby goats bouncing around. I'll surely be tempted to keep them. But, you know, I don't have to make those decisions today. I want to answer a question I received from Mary C. from Palo Alto, California. What does Anashira mean, she wrote. Now, that's a great question. People ask me that frequently, so I may as well answer here for all of you. It was about two years ago this month when I was sitting down to put a plan together for a company that I would start to market my soaps, and I needed a name for it. So people suggested different names, Mama's Soaps, and stuff like that. But I wanted something unique, special. I love the stars and the constellations, so I thought about the constellation Capricornus. It represents a creature that is a blend of goat and fish. And I thought, goat, now that has significance for me and for what I'm doing. It is a smallest constellation, and it's very faint in the skies. But humans have followed it for centuries. It was first illustrated on a cylinder seal from the 21st century BC, if you can believe that. And it was explicitly recorded in the Babylonian star catalogs as the goat fish. And that was before 1000 BC. So I looked at this constellation and I looked at all the stars in it. And I found a star visible to the naked eye called Ypsilon Capricorni. And it is also called Nashira. Now, the names of many of the prominent stars known today are of Arabic origin because they bear names given them during the golden age of Islamic astronomy. And that was somewhere around the 10th century AD. And this was during the dark ages in Europe when no one was even thinking about astronomy. And I saw that Nashira meant the bearer of good tidings. Wow, that's a beautiful word. And it has a special meaning. But when I did some research, I found that the word was used predominantly by a resort hotel, and it is also the name of a beer that is brewed uh, by a brewery in Portland, Maine. So I figured I couldn't use it. I looked at the name of every star in that constellation. Dozens and dozens of them. Nothing anywhere close to that name. Nothing that I wanted to use. And I felt bad. I was depressed. I went to bed. But I had a thought that I got from my dad. Sleep on it. 
You may have an answer when you wake up, is what he used to say. And I did. I woke up in the middle of the night. I thought, I'll make bearer of good tidings into a bearer of good tidings. So Nashira would become Anashira. I liked it. I even registered Anashira with a U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. I must say, that was a pain in the neck. So my company has a name, and the name has a history, and I like them both. I hope that answered your question, Mary. Now, you other listeners, send in your questions. Give me something to talk about, please. Come on, let's get going. My thanks again to Anashira, a bearer of good tidings, for sponsoring these podcasts. Please help us by buying a bar of our most wonderful soaps. A hint for you all, a little goes a long way. When soaping up with my soap, focus on using about a third of what you normally would. A third of what you would use of any mass-produced cleaning bar. You'll find you get a lot of lather, a lot less soap. Oh, also, don't forget to place your bar in a dry spot after using it because it has no artificial hardeners. Don't want that soap to melt away. Well, have a wonderful Labor Day and come back next week for another story from Anishu.